0: Vintage Sustainability, a podcast where Gordon and John look back at twenty-five years of sustainable buildings.
1: So, John here we on the French Quarter of Newcastle, the restaurant, <laughs> not far from Central Square. Yes, very so handy. can you remember why we were interested in Central Square twenty-eight, twenty-five
0: years ago? Well. I suppose mainly there wasn't much going on at the time you know it was it was um, a really interesting building it was a conversion not a new build so it was the old post office building which is a refurbishment yeah a very substantial building and the other thing was it was in a bit of an oddball location behind the tracks as it was on the other side of the tracks quite literally because the main office area in newcastle town was grey street which is a lovely sort of Uh, Curving Victorian Street, and uh, there's an office market uh, building up on the quayside. But this was a kind of deserted place, and there's kind of a van dealership uh, and other sort of Miscellaneous spaces, It it's the most improbable office location. And you know, it was a brave investment
1: because it's now become the Stevenson quarter there. It's yes. all been yes. developed out in the past 25
0: years. Yes. Big hotel, and Crown, Crown Plaza, made it. So, <laughs> all
1: those stuff there. so, I think one of this is also that it was the, um, the first Brian rated excellent building yes. in Newcastle. So, that's a sustainability label. Oh, here's the wine. The rest
0: Thank you. Wallace, as know, as well. Thank you. So it's
1: the first Brian sustainable <laughs> label. Excellent. And at the time, the BRE who run the label and manage it and developed it, they said that the um, the effect of the label was that people would choose these buildings over other buildings because of the sustainability label. And we, do you remember? We thought, well, we we didn't think. We didn't think that's what we would have been censored in the market so we decided to go and interview everyone who moved into the building some people who didn't move into yes. the building the designers that was
0: just as interesting the people who didn't go there were just as just interesting the people who did.
1: and i think we found that um although it was excellent and it was rated in the brochure and it listed all about it it seemed to have nil effect no one seemed to really realize no. that it was a pre excellence. so we thought what, whatever the other research had shown over lots of buildings our single case study mm-hmm. showed sort of the opposite yeah so it was interesting really and yeah. we wrote
0: that paper up um, yeah. um, for which journal was it journal of corporate real estate corporate real estate so gordon for those who aren't familiar with central square it might be worth giving a bit of a description It was built as a sorting office for Royal Mail in 1935. It's a very sturdy building. Red brick cavity walls, concrete floors and concrete roof, generous floor-to-ceiling heights and two basement floors. You get a lot of building for your money here, 11,000 square metres in fact. It has been described as being Neo-Georgian in respect of its proportions. I get the impression that Royal Mail wanted to build high quality for a long life. The building plan is U-shaped with the points of the U facing south. The design by architect Carey Jones converted this workaday industrial building into an attractive modern office. It's also a testament to the vision of the developer that he saw the potential of the building in its unloved, neglected state. Unattractive later additions in the centre of the U and the front of the building were demolished south-facing view was converted into a beautiful south-facing atrium, five storeys high, with a sculptural open-plan staircase. The south-facing facade was completely glazed, and the white fabric roof flooded the area with light. The single storey the front of the building was demolished also, to create an impressive paved square approach, incorporating a starkly modern sculpture by Sir Eduardo Palozzi. There was also ramps down to the basement car park, another bonus. The conversion took advantage of the over-engineered nature of the building by adding a fifth floor on the roof. This was a fully glazed pavilion-type structure which gave spectacular views over the Tyne Bridge and the city. I think it's worth concluding with the observation that the developer was looking to provide a building to what he described as London specification, particularly in respect of architecture and sustainability. He also incorporated a substantial art collection of paintings, photographs and sculpture into the foyer and atrium. It's no surprise that one of the first tenants was Northern Arts. Ah, thanks for that John. Um,
1: A couple of things also worth mentioning perhaps is on the engineering services side, the heating system is gas boiler, one of the reasons that I guess the EPC is a bit high so I guess over time we're going to have to change that. ventilation system is displacement ventilation through the floor which is cooled which helps it sort of function as a displacement ventilation system and also adds a little bit of beneficial cooling and that was always thought to be the most effective way to ventilate a building from the ground um, upwards through the room and then the COVID times that we've had in terms of being more helpful in not distributing Covid virus in the air it's been proved more effective as well because you're not blowing air down from the ceiling you're bringing it in at low level and it's sort of rising up over the people so there's lot, not a not lot of mixing in the ARC were the engineering designers for the work, yeah. and they moved from All Saints into this new building, so the design designing the building they're going to move into. That, that did create a free
0: sound of excitement, wasn't it, that if they made a mess of it... They yeah. would have to live with it, they <laughs> live with it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they did, so they haven't.
1: <laughs> and then looking at the Brian design, we I remember asking at the time Nick Merrigue what changes they'd made to the design to get it to the excellent score. So yes. they got the assessor in to score it. I, I don't think it quite made it in the excellent category, so no. they had to make some changes. So in our paper here, they're saying um, sm- sm- on the water services, smaller systems, aerating taps, additional urinal controls. Now, landscape planting. the species were changed. So there's a little bit of landscape planting think it changed to buddleia,
0: if I no, remember. Right. They, they wanted insect-attracting, uh, yes. So it's like a nod to nature. And then ventilation,
1: they changed the facade a bit so they had a higher percentage of open windows. So although it's um, mechanically ventilated, yes. it, it, it sort of pushed them to put in more open windows and the air intakes and exhaust were recited. So I know this in the briand the way you bring the air into the building and where you throw the stale air out, they should be 10 metres apart to get, to get a point in the score. Um, and then this this was different now, but they made a separate outside building for smokers. Yes. So the oh, the, 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 the smoker <laughs> shelter. Do you remember that? dated. And the smoker shelter was in the style of the building. Do it was you remember? A beautiful. It was one of the best smoker shelters you've yes, seen. It was the best. Yeah. One. And then they used some greener materials for windows insulation and timber. Yeah. So they made some changes They weren't sort of fundamental no. to, to the design, but all sort of improvements really. Yeah. Um, and I guess they've all given, given some benefit. We, we, might, we might re-talk these through yeah. with Andy Mason-Arabs. I think see, the other sort of,
0: thing that was quite interesting was the process that they had a kind of pre, a pre-meeting with the Brianna Assessor. And then Sessa gave them a list of things they might think about, and they gave them six weeks to come up with the goods. Yes, which was the design, quite yeah. tight. Yes. Uh, turnaround. Oh, that, right? Yeah, yeah. As opposed to later iterations of Bream, which used yes. to go on for yeah Yeah. Yes. Well, the famous joke
1: is it only took three years to build the building, but it took five years to get the Bream certificate. Yeah, we've heard exactly. that joke. It's a good one so we'll talk about it the other thing is I looked at looked at this morning so when this was built you didn't need an EPC or an energy performance yes. certificate you know the fridge type label so it has one and I looked it up on the government website and it's a D so that's because it's got gas boilers I suppose yeah. which would have been so I think the minimum energy efficiency standards, you know, that they're out for consultation. But the idea is you've got to be a B by 2030 yes. and a C by 2027. So, this building, funnily enough, is going to have to be probably modified yes. to meet the regulations. We might ask Arup about that as well. Yeah. So, this is, this, this is interesting, really.
0: Yeah. Interesting things when we went after it was opened, if you go to the top three floors, were a call center and. They said that they're using more water by value than gas for the heating because right. of all the flushing of toilets and hand washing and things that were going on which was completely unexpected yeah. I don't know of course the, um, there the any mention of water consumption in the EPC is there course, no it doesn't it, deal it, with water consumption at yeah. yeah. days of water costs yes it was a to get this. So we should have a
1: water label for buildings? steel. Yeah. Well, okay. okay. So we, here we are, John, at the uh, the famous smoking shelter that was
0: added in to meet the Breen excellence. So, possibly um, the best smoking shelter in the northeast, if not the world. I think
1: it is one of the best smoking shelters I've seen. You the were saying that's, that's the a The thing, floating
0: thing floating that's great roof? about it is the, it's got solid walls and obviously uh-huh. doors and windows, but the roof is a kind of a floating roof, yes. which matches the floating roof on top of the... The building itself. The building itself. Yeah. Well, I guess Kerry Jones, the architect, did this as well. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And Except it. And, and, and it's got plenty of ventilation yeah and it would probably be a relatively hospitable place to be inside of the old bike sheds type place which yes normal places are involved with yeah. but as you say that the, the whole smoking thing really dates the building because of course you can't smoke in yeah. buildings now no of course could you smoke in buildings then yeah of course that was the whole point ah oh there's a person
1: smoking me, actually yes
0: well here we are in the atrium Yes, the, the fountain is burbling in the background. I can hear the
1: fountain. I'm sure the <laughs> listeners can hear the fountain. <laughs> yeah. It is a fantastic space, though. Isn't it, it is it's great, lovely, yeah. light,
0: airy, six storeys, yeah. and a lovely fabric roof. It's very light and airy. And I think the other thing that's noticeable when you're in the building completely, there's no sense of it being hot or cold. It's just a lovely, neutral atmosphere. neutral, yeah, absolutely, and absolutely.
1: And, I mean, this was, you know, the, the building we looked at in some detail. It's a Briam excellent with mm-hmm. construction um, but actually John I looked at the government's website for energy performance service, and I think it's EPC is a D you know because I know it's fired by a gas boiler mm-hmm. and so on you know it was done 25 years ago so if we look at the MEES regulations you know there's minimum yes. energy efficiency standards mm-hmm. the proposal is if you want to let a building it's uh, a D you're gonna to have to improve it to a C by 2027 I think yes and then a B, B. by 2030 mm-hmm. so you'd imagine that this building would probably have to go have some modifications perhaps air heat pump yes. instead of the gas boiler might be one of the sort of journeys it could take um, so the fact it's a Briam, excellent in design has not really made it immune to this Mies regulations trajectory of improvement. But of course, Brian wasn't all about energy. Yeah,
0: the, the, the thing is, the Mies regulations and EPCs is about energy but energy is just a small factor, we yeah. are. So yes. one of the fantastic things about this location is it's so mm-hmm. close to the central station. Yeah. And some of the tenants, when we interviewed them, were very keen that it was walking distance of town so that and their, station, staff, yeah. so their staff could have a little wander around at lunchtime and go to, go to shops and things like that. Yeah. And a so, smoker show. So, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. But all those
1: things... Um, they all still stand, yeah, to yes. credit so to the so building. It's, so yeah. it's,
0: a, it's a great building, it's lovely to be in, but. Notwithstanding that, it's still to jump over this hurdle that the government is requiring for carbon, they're going to have to do something drastic with the with the energy situation.
1: So we'll see if this is the case with some of the other buildings we we'll look at. but this one seems to need to do something. But I think we'll have a we'll have a chat to um, some of the Arab guys. Yes. And
0: um, some uh, of the building specialists. Yeah, what and see to see what they think
1: about you know, because you know, this what is going so- to be
0: one of many. There's a whole yeah. shoal of buildings which are considered. Good buildings, notwithstanding that, they're still going to have have some
1: sort of modification. And we'll see if some of them don't, so that'll be interesting. Good, okay. Well,
0: fade out with the fountain.
1: Fade out with the fountain. (laughs) Take it away, Izzy.